0: Hi, I'm Alex and I'm Andrea and welcome to Sprinkles and Coffee,
1: a podcast for pregnant people's parents, nannies, au pairs, babysitters, or anyone interested in listening to us talk about our personal experiences
0: or want to learn more about the child care industry because let me tell you, things are always changing. So if you'd like to hear more about rubber diapers,
1: explosions, or sugar rags, keep listening, friends.
0: All right, so today's episode, I am going to lead us down the path of babysitting. Here we go. Lead us. Lead us. Here we go. <laughs> on, to, on to our next adventure. Um, yeah, so having been in a babysitting position many times in my life, I would like to consider myself somewhat of an expert. I've been with families, all, all kinds of families, children of disabilities, mental, physical, infants through teens and I've had some of the best days of my life with these families and honestly some of the worst (laughs) it is what it is for that reason though I'm only going to be talking about babysitting options that are available to either pursue or utilize not the nannying au pair or governess positions just kind of like the babysitting ones right Um, like not salary or anything, just hourly or a flat rate. Um, The reason why I'm only talking about babysitters in this episode is because I feel like there are so many options and each one carries a different kind of weight and purpose. Yeah. So I just kind of want to cover the differences and the similarities between the different like jobs and expectations from the parents to the sitter. Mm -hmm. I would also like to stress that this is my own personal opinion and my own views And by no means does anybody need to follow them, but (laughs) I feel like this could definitely help someone, a family that's struggling with, you know, trying to figure out like, all right, well, is a babysitter right for me? Or do I just need an occasional sitter? Do I need an overnight sitter? So I just, I just, I hope it helps somebody. So
1: yeah. Or someone that's maybe families that are struggling to keep a sitter or babysitters mm-hmm. that are struggling to keep a job maybe this would help someone like that because yeah i mean there are people who just are not good at at what they do or or selfish families but then there's also <laughs> people who just genuinely like don't know why they're not able to keep a position or why they're not able to keep a sitter
0: yeah yeah Sheds i think light. um yeah definitely first and foremost the definition of babysitting as defined by the Merriam-Webster dictionary
1: is,
0: (laughs) thank you. It is to care for children, usually during a short absence of the parents. Hmm. So two things about that. I want to make it very clear. A babysitter's primary job is to watch and care for your child or children. Anything else that is requested comes second to the safety and well-being of your child period 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 if you're asking for laundry dishes xyz and your child is going bonkers and then you come home and your babysitter finally has that child under control but they did not do the two things you asked them to do figure out why because chances are they probably didn't even have a second to like pee
1: (laughs) (laughs) the struggle. <laughs> yeah.
0: There are a ton of different like babysitting jobs, and I'm sure there's way more than the ones that I'm going to be talking about, but these are the ones that I personally have experience with. So, again, this comes with experience. This isn't just being pulled out of thin air. This is what I I think. So, the first one I want to talk about is probably the one that is most common. Assuming it's like an after-school gig. They're there like three to five times a week. And in my opinion, they should not be spending more than five to six hours in your house a day, especially if they're of high school age. I mean, I guess even middle school age, if they're mature, like very mature, but it it should only be like an after-school gig for like the consistent sitter that you see Monday through Friday. And honestly, I think the pay, depending on experience and number of children,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think if you have one child... You're asking for the bare minimum, hang out with them, give them a snack, and then I'll be home in a couple hours. 10 bucks is more than enough. Yeah. But if you have two to three kids, you want snack, homework, dinner, dishes, and playtime if that's available, you should be up there at okay. least at least $15 an hour yeah. because that's just... <laughs> whew. We're just, we're getting into it at that point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that's, that's just my opinion. I was with one family and it was just an after-school gig. And I was there from like three o'clock until 637. But during Mm -hmm. that time I had the kids make sure they were safe, feed them dinner, which we're going to get into that and, you know, play with them and take care of them. You can only do so much. Especially when you're in high school and you have so many other things going on in your head. So great. Yeah. A couple things that would increase the price if you're not just looking for that basic. Yep. Just come on over snack time and play with them. That's it. If you're looking for more like a school pickup, a couple things about that. I would recommend that the sitter be no more than 10 minutes away from your house from wherever they're coming from. Yeah, if you're looking for like a school pickup (laughs) because
1: (laughs) traffic, people,
0: traffic. Yes, yes. Yep. Traffic, especially Salem, Massachusetts in October. So I worked with a family and they lived in Beverly, which is about 20, 25 minutes away from where I went to college. And this was like during obviously during college, hence why I brought it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and i think my classes were out at two o'clock i was like yep i can get there for 230 everything will be fine kids get off the bus 245 three o'clock we did not think about october though and october in salem massachusetts is psychotic
1: oh yeah I mean, Dallas over here is, like, cr- like I cannot imagine how much, like, prep time I would have to,
0: yeah, you know,
1: take in account for if I was doing, like, an after-school pickup. Mm-hmm. Especially if I didn't live just, like, kind of down the street or in the area of the school.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so, like, you're
1: not really getting paid for, like, your driving time, usually.
0: T- typically, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting paid to travel to work. hmm And to go home. Which, you know, makes sense. Yeah. But you still have a responsibility to get to that location. Right. And that that's kind of the, the main reason why I say make sure you're living within 10 minutes of – or traveling from within 10 minutes of wherever you need to be at a certain time. Mm-hmm. It took me – so it took 20, 25 minutes for me to get from point A to point B. But in October, because of all of the Halloween traffic in Salem – it would take upwards of 40, 50 minutes sometimes just to get to their house. And that's just taking like the back roads Mm -hmm. because they were all congested. There were a handful of times during, just during October (laughs) when I had to call their grandmother who lived two minutes down the road from them. And I had to call her and, you know, tell her like, Hey, (laughs) sitting in traffic again, thought I could sneak around all of like these crazy, crazy, crazy things. And like, luckily she would you know, she was like, Oh, not even a problem. Like I will head over there 2:40 or something. Cause she was literally right down the road and she would just, you know, she'd just be like, yep, not a worry. Like when you get here, I'll just head out. No big yep. deal. But like, I had that, I had that option available to me. A lot of other people don't. I think that was kind of extremely helpful for me because I wasn't yep. stressing so much, but it, it made me still feel like crap because I couldn't get to where I needed to be. Right. Because I took it seriously. That was an intense time. Wow. Bring bring that back up. (laughs) If you are traveling from far away or you know that you have to pick up your kid at school, obviously make sure that you're on time. The bus is one thing, which is what I, I had to get to their house for the bus. But picking them up at school, like during pickup time, can't just show up 10, 15 minutes late. You know, it's just it's unprofessional. It's awkward. And kind of terrifying too for like everyone because yeah. parents get a phone call and they're like hey your kid is still here who's picking them up and then they call you and they're frazzle dazzled and you're frazzle dazzled because something happened and I don't know I guess my advice would be always communicate with the parent
1: on what yeah, is going that's what on I was thinking that I was like communication is definitely 100% key for literally everything yeah literally even if it is awkward it's like you just have to and like I don't know for me I always felt like if as long as I was communicating so clearly if you have like an unpleasant parent maybe who's like getting really upset about it it's like at least I myself know that I am doing my part I have communicated a hundred percent clearly you know at the end of the day you can only do what you can do in that moment and do your absolute best and make sure you're communicating that and if you've done that I feel like you're doing your job. And at least you can be confident in knowing that you have communicated clearly. For sure. And then if the parent doesn't want to help you find a solution, <laughs> most <laughs> parents, you know, will help <laughs> you find a solution. But uh, uh, what a time. Yeah, some parents definitely have anxiety and stress. And you know, you can't, you can't take that on yourself. You know, who knows what they're dealing with at work or something that Maybe is making them super irritable. And so, you know, something as small as like you running a little bit late or running into traffic or something could really set their day off. And you just have to focus on, I'm doing what I can do and I'm communicating with you and it's going to be good. <laughs> I mean, that's all
0: you can do. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so something else that a babysitter would have responsibility with would be homework, especially during the school year. I hated homework so (laughs) I definitely was not ever a fan of helping. Um, Working on homework with kids I mean regardless you shouldn't be doing their work it should just be like a supervising thing. Right. And obviously it's it's tough because some of the answers are so so easy and so straightforward and you have it immediately because you're older and the kid doesn't understand or what I'm trying to say (laughs) (laughs) one don't stress out about homework it's it's not fun for anybody nobody wants to do it you just sat in school for eight hours right you have to go home and do another hour hour and a half of homework come on no yeah nobody wants to do that but it all depends on the family right so yeah one of my families wanted their kids to do their homework the second they stepped through the door.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I had a family like that, and it drove me insane.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Oh yeah. So they wanted the homework done. There were sometimes projects that needed so many intricate things for that. I, I didn't have any idea where to find them because I wasn't allowed to, like, leave the house with the kids because right. there were many of them. Working on homework right after they stepped through the door, it was – so so frustrating the kids didn't want to sit at the table together they didn't want to do their homework together they wanted to go outside they wanted to play get their energy Mm -hmm. out have a snack i i think we we kept that up the homework um for about like a month and i finally spoke to the mom and i was like hey listen like it's it's too much for them their heads are exploding yeah internally it's just too much um She was like, okay, well, if they don't want to be inside and do homework, take them outside. It would take hours to do one page of homework because there were so many distractions. Yeah. Personally, I don't recommend it. It's not something that I would want to spend my time doing. It's not something I can imagine the kids wanting to spend their time doing. And it's just, it's homework, right? So when I got a new family, I kind of expressed my concern about that. Because I was like, listen, like, I've tried the whole homework right after school. It really does not mix well. They're very frustrated or they had a bad day at school and now they have to continue with that at home. It's just not a good, it's just, it's not working. Yeah, it's not working. So with my new family that I had, they were like, okay, well, um, like, what do you, like, what do you recommend, like, you guys do? And, you know, that was, like, the first time that anybody had ever been like, oh, like, what's your opinion? And I was like, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we love that parents yeah. listening. Oh my word, please yeah. ask if you have an experienced babysitter that you are using. It's one thing if they're not experienced, like maybe it's their first time babysitting, but if you are hiring a babysitter who is experienced, please ask their opinion about things. Like we know what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, what I what I like to do to do this, whatever it may be. So, whenever the kids got out of school, we would have a snack because they would be starving after that we'd go outside play for a little bit and then it was time to cook dinner while i was cooking the kids would get their homework and they would be in the kitchen with me and they would be doing their homework and we had one little one that didn't have homework because he was too little so he would just color or he would have like his little dinosaurs or cars and he would just be playing and the bigs would be working on their homework While I cooked. Yeah. They could ask me questions. I could shoot over. Kind of try to explain it to them. Um, I remember using. I remember using pasta one time. For addition. They loved it. Because they could eat it after. We did it for subtraction. I was like well what if you subtract half. And they were like well what do I have to do. And I'm like well eat half of the pasta. Right. Oh. (laughs) And they were like yeah pasta math. It was great. We love that. So. That's, that's kind of what I recommend for anybody because you know where the kids are, Mm -hmm. you know what they're doing. You can help them in an instant and they've already got a little bit of their energy out. So they're a bit more calm. Their head isn't spiraling about like, oh, is so-and-so outside? No, they're not. They're at home eating dinner. That's what you're going to be doing. And then we were in for the rest of the night, typically after that. No. What did um what was your method for homework?
1: I had one family where I had to do homework. I didn't have to. It was like we it was a weird situation because it was like oh we kind of like in the, you know, when I first started. It was like oh we kind of like if you could like get the kids to do their homework um or work on homework stuff with them in the morning. So I just had such a small window of time, like, at the beginning of the day when they're getting ready for school after they just woke up, or at the end of the day where I only had about an hour, I just did snack with them when they got off the bus, and then, like, parents were home before dinner time. So the windows were so small that it just literally did not work. So I, like, a couple times I would try to do, like, some little things with them in the morning, um, which. I would never recommend. I think that is terrible um, unless you have, like, kids who get up at, like, four or five and have, like, hours of time in the morning, but it just really wasn't working, and I think I eventually – yeah, I did end up, like, mentioning to the parents, yeah, this just isn't, like – the amount of time I have with them, it would literally be, like, I would have to get them off the bus, give them their snack, and then immediately be, like, okay, you're finished with your snack. Get out your homework. Let's do homework. Yeah. The morning – so the morning thing, I definitely – I don't think that works. I think you have to, uh, like you said, like have like a time where they're getting their energy out kind of at the end of the day and then, you know, having like a time to come inside, cool down for a couple minutes, refocus and be like, okay, now it's time to do homework. Absolutely. And
0: it kind of, so while they were doing their homework, I would set up their, like their little vegetables because kids are obviously notorious for not wanting to eat their vegetables. And i I literally don't understand why, because I was a veggie kid. I loved vegetables. So I just like, I don't understand, but like, I, I, yeah, no, I still don't understand. I think vegetables are so good, but that's my own thing. (laughs) But while they were doing their homework, I would give them their vegetables that they could munch on because they would always say they're starving. They're so hungry. They're not going to make it until dinner. So I'd give them their veggies. They would eat their veggies before dinner. And then when dinner came, they would be psyched because there wouldn't be any veggies. A (laughs) little bit of manipulation, but it worked.
1: (laughs) Bribing is definitely key. Healthy bribing, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were snacking on them without thinking about it. And all was good. All was good. Yeah, it's like a bargaining chip. So there you go. Um, Yeah, with that being said, though, with babysitting, I feel like... I feel like sometimes food is a bit of a a touchy subject for some families. And in my opinion, for baby- if you're not supplying them with leftovers or something that they can just kind of throw in the oven. Because yeah. babysitters are there to watch your kids not create a full, a full course meal. It's not realistic. They're not a sous chef. It needs to be something the kids will actually eat. Otherwise you're going to be creating a very uncomfortable dynamic for the babysitter and the kids. That's just what I think. I know one family, it was, <laughs> and I, I can't even eat it to this day. That's how much I, I made it. Oh no. and and that's, but like they loved it, right? That was their, that was their comfort food because they really missed their parents. Like whenever they were at work and stuff, obviously, but it was chicken nuggets specifically in the microwave and Velveeta mac and cheese and to this day that combination makes me want to throw up
1: really because okay one of my nanny kids that's what he had for lunch every single day and I honestly would eat it with him and sometimes still for like nostalgic purposes I'm like let me get some chicken nuggets and mac and cheese Velveeta mac and cheese (laughs) (laughs) so see it has the opposite effect on us yeah, well, I mean, this was
0: also for eight, nine years.
1: Oh, yeah. Every awesome. day.
0: Every single day. And I would switch it up on occasion. And finally, one of the kids broke out of the cycle. And they were like, I want a grilled cheese. And I was like, hallelujah. Thank you. Yes. You can have it. <laughs> I'll have one, too. That's but, yeah, the Velveeta mac and cheese. I can't do it. The... um. <sighs> What are they? They're the nuggets that you put in the fridge. I can't do it. I don't like it. It, It's just it. I can't do it. And chicken nuggets and mac and cheese together are is like a huge no-go for me. Oh my word. Because of that, because of how much I made that. I could do it with my eyes closed. That That's- is just like, I, I would actually like to test myself on that. Maybe Maybe one day we can do a video of me cooking Velveeta mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. With my eyes yeah. closed. But that's the thing it's, that was their, that was their comfort food and that's what made them happy. And that's what kept them calm while I was there. So yeah. a blessing then it's a curse now because I just There's... can't do it.
1: <laughs> Ruined it for you.
0: Yeah. Um, however, I do think there are like some exceptions because when I went to my a different family. They were not into mac and cheese every single night. They did not want their kids to have chicken nuggets all the time. They wanted a little bit more of like an elaborate meal, but it also helped that the kids were a little bit older so that they could kind of be in the kitchen with me and help me. Everyone was hands-on, even the little one. And it made for better, it made for better meals. Yeah. There were I think we we did tacos every Tuesday. So, you know, Taco Tuesday. We love Taco Tuesday. Love Taco Tuesday. I remember I burnt the meat one time because the littlest one was, you know, getting into trouble in the, in the living room, which was like, you know, there was like a half wall. So you could kind of like see into the living room. And yeah, so he was just getting into some trouble. <laughs> and, and I had to leave the meat on the stove. And then when I came back, it was like a little bit burny and then the fire alarm started going off. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my word, what an and, you experience. Know, we're, we're
0: all screaming and yelling and laughing because it, it was funny. You know, they knew they weren't in imminent danger, of course. No, it, it was it was a fun it was a funny day. It was a funny day. We ate the top layer of the meat for the tacos. I will say that. Not the burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Not the burnt. <laughs> um Yeah, um, I remember one time we made, like, a chicken noodle soup, like, all together. It was so fun. Oh. We did, yeah, and then we, you know, we did, like, we did baking, too. All the time. All the time. The littlest one loved to bake. I was there as, like, a consistent babysitter, but I was kind of like this, like, weird segue between a babysitter and a nanny. We never really clarified what I was. I was just Miss Alex. And so that's that's what we went with. And whenever anyone asked, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm like a a baby nanny,
1: baby like, nanny?
0: a baby nanny. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, well, I, I, I babysit, but I'm there so much that it's almost as if I'm a nanny. Yeah, because I was there from some days it would be from like 8 a.m. until like 630 p.m. And then other days, it would be, like, 11 until 6.30 or 7 or whenever the sport or so like after. you a nanny
1: without the title of a nanny.
0: Yeah, but, like, this is where I'm saying it's, like, baby nanny because during the morning time, it would only be with one kid. And then in the afternoon time, the other two would come home. So uh, I- I'm just going to say, yeah, baby nanny. So nannying, but, like, not the as full much. aspect of nannying. Yeah. I guess. But it did set me up for for my future nannying job where I was actually a nanny nanny. That was nice. (laughs) Love that. Love it. My next thing that babysitters are frequently asked to do is dishes and laundry. Mm, That's a hot topic. That's a hot, 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 hot topic. Um, In my opinion, if you dirty a dish, clean it. If a child dirties a dish on your watch, clean it. If you make dinner and there are dirty dishes, take care of it. (laughs) don't leave them in the sink but obviously there's some circumstances where like you really can't help that whether that be like a behavioral issue with the child or parents come home early sometimes you just can't help it just like sometimes parents can't help but leave dirty dishes in the sink when you get there and then you feel obligated to wash them yeah so up to you in that situation I always just wash them because I did not like having dirty sink dirty sinks in the dishes I did not like having dirty dishes in the sink but that's just that's just me yeah
1: I feel that I feel like if there's time and you you know have the the time you know to do that real quick then yeah Mm -hmm. I think I think most parents would appreciate that
0: yeah um it's a different story if the parents leave a sink full of dishes that is something that I would text them about and I would be like, Hey, there's a sink full of dishes. Like, what do you want me to do with them? I have a little bit of time between this time and this time I can get that done. But normally I do laundry at that time. And sometimes parents would just be like, don't worry about it. Just leave it. Or sometimes they'd be like, yeah, actually, can you take care of that? Like I'll, I'll do the laundry tonight or something. And it's give and take. Yeah. It's a give and take thing because that is absolutely not anybody's responsibility except for the parents to clean their own dishes period the the pan that had the eggs in it for breakfast just just wash it don't complain it like it's two things it's not a big it's not a big deal like I make more dishes when I make tacos at home so
1: right I feel like it goes to like kind of hand in hand with like your relationship with the family and parents like I don't know if my family is making me feel like so amazing and wonderful like I honestly have no problem, like, doing, like, you know, a couple dishes or, like, even, like, maybe, like, half the sink's worth because, like, I am wanting to help them out, you know. But if it's, like – and, again, we're talking about babysitting, so it should only be, like, four to five hours, you know, that you're there in the Mm -hmm. day. You know, and also if they're older kids, like, okay, if they're older kids and I love my, like, babysitting family, you know, I know mom and dad are both working a long day and, like, I just really – I'm wanting them to feel not stressed when they get home, like – Yeah, of course, I'm going to want to do those dishes real quick, you know? But if it's like I'm feeling underappreciated, I'm feeling like the parents are coming home and just, like, not caring, not communicating with me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a little bit of a harder time, like, wanting to help them out because they're not really helping me out, you know?
0: Exactly. I mean, same thing with laundry, right? You could be asked to do two loads of laundry and it's like, okay, well, am I, like, switching it over? Like, did you already throw it in the wash? Or is it in the dryer and you want me to fold it? And yes. then if you're like, oh, no, like, I want you to do the whole thing. Start to start to finish and put it away for them. You have a couple factors to uh, think about.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. Been there. Think about the child's age. Think about how you can really help the family if you are the the sitter. I know one of my families I was not allowed to use. I do not remember why i don't think it was a big deal i think there was something wrong with the laundry machine i don't think it was a me thing they were like but, just like don't if something happens just don't worry about it and i was like okay but they would you know maybe leave me like a huge pile of laundry to like fold and put away which fine okay if it's the kids laundry if it's the parents laundry, just focus yeah. if you have time to do it and do it i feel like it'll help you in the long run Because you're helping the family and also you'll kind of have a better idea of what they have for clothes if you do want to like go out and do something. One of the families, it was always after we would go swimming and I would just throw their clothes in the washer and put it into the dryer and just leave it in the dryer because we would go back to the pool the next day, you know, so it was just easier. Another one of my families wanted me to do the kids' laundry. However, I had two bigger kids and one little kid. And I didn't mind doing their laundry. I, you know, little kids' clothes are, like, adorable. So, right. you know, <laughs> that's, that's fine with me. But the older kids were, I want to say, like, 8 and 9, 8 mm-hmm. and 10. And they were still leaving their clothes all around their room and not throwing their clothes into the laundry baskets like they should every single day. And I know the parents were getting kind of frustrated with it because... You know, it's like a bad habit. And the parents would always put the kids' clothes away for an 8-, 9-, 10-year-old. And for some okay. reason, Thanks. it really bothered me because I was like, you are old enough to get yourself dressed. How are you not old enough to put your own clothes away? Like, I don't go trifling through your your dresser drawers or anything, so I don't want to put them away anymore. Honestly, a lot of a lot of the reasons why I changed some of the ways that I do things when I was babysitting is because of attitude. For and sure.
1: Attitude plays a huge role, I feel huge, like.
0: Huge, huge role. And what made me stop putting their clothes away was one of the kids kind of implied that like I was like they owned me.
1: I essentially. Vibe.
0: Yeah. And I remember just my neck cracking and <laughs> I said, all right well you know what that's fine if that's what you think that's what you think so that they had to put their clothes away before they got into bed and they did it and they were so frustrated because they were like well why aren't you
1: yeah I feel like that's a big like a big thing and having like I mean that goes like a whole nother topic but like having parent support in changes that you need to implement like okay if I'm gonna be here and you're wanting me to do the laundry the kids laundry You know, I'm feeling like they should be able to put their own laundry away. If you're not feeling that way and you're not willing to help me implement this change and like support me in this change, then just let me know and you can go back to doing the laundry by yourself. Or guess what? They literally have laundry services now that you can get. Like go online, you can hire someone to come to your house, bring the laundry back to their house, do it full bring it back, do it all at your house and put it like you can literally hire someone to do that. So, you know, I feel like, yeah, definitely having uh, parental support and backing in that area is helpful.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, unfortunately, at the beginning, when I said they're going to be doing their own laundry, like putting it away, I got a little bit of backlash, which really, really stunk because that made me feel a little bit defeated. But they realized after about like a month. Because I just ended up leaving all the kids' clothes downstairs. I wouldn't bring them back up anymore because I was like, I'm not putting them away. Yeah. They get so mad at me for putting things in the wrong spot. Not on purpose, mind you.
1: Right, right. But
0: they had their own system of where they wanted their stuff. And I was putting them where I thought it was supposed to go. Because that's what it looked like. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to stand up there for 45 minutes trying to figure out where this stupid piece of clothing is going. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You're doing it. <laughs> yeah. So I say in regards to laundry, if you can get your kids at least putting their clothes away when they're younger, it just will be so much easier for everybody.
1: Yeah. I feel like, I mean, even at like, definitely, age, I feel like by age three you can start implementing you know especially if st- not the hanging up stuff obviously but definitely putting like if I put your pants on your bed pants in a pile shirts pajamas you know in, in piles on your bed like starting from age three they should be able to grab those put them in the drawers if if they're reachable
0: oh yeah my favorite one of my favorite things to do with my last family was we would have laundry races
1: I was gonna and... say you could even make it into a game I was literally yeah. thinking that yeah, absolutely. We would have laundry races
0: and I would put it was a brother and sister and I would put their clothes in the hallway pretty much the same distance away from their doors. I'd I'd line it all up. They would each have their own lines to put away and we would count down. They would start in their bedroom and it and it burns energy too. So yeah. it's like it's like a two for one deal.
1: <laughs> Love that.
0: The kids, I'd go, all right, three, two, one go and they would run out they would grab I mean it it was a mess because they would be grabbing way too many things but right. they they took the time when they went into their
1: room and they would put the right thing in the right
0: drawer and they're just
1: getting even getting them like even though it might be frustrating at first because maybe they're making a mess or unfolding things like you know at least just getting them in the habit of doing that and then over time it obviously can get better
0: exactly and they just yeah they had so much Laundry detergent in, and they, I want to do that. Or can I close the door? Can I press the button? And it's like, yes, you can. Can you also put these clothes into that machine? (laughs) And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they always wanted to be around because that's kids. They want to help. Yeah, definitely. So it's like, it's great. But (laughs) sometimes they don't want to listen. And typically that has to do when there's, an after-school activity, Mm. or bedtime. Yep. Yep. Um, Both of them or one of them is going to be a battle for somebody, kid or adult. Always going to be a battle. There's always going to be something. Yeah. Um, From getting ready to getting there, gathering supplies or brushing teeth, going potty, getting on the field, forgetting something at home, refusing to sleep. It's It's all a battle. No matter what it is, it's all a battle because kids, they have that fear dynamic, right? So Mm -hmm. going to a a sport or being asked to get ready for a sport, you have, where's my mouth guard? Is mom going to be there? Is dad going to be there? Is so-and-so going to yell at me? Is so-and-so going to talk behind my back? I don't want to go. They're embarrassed. Friends are not my friends. They they will come up with so many reasons to not do something. Mm Mm-hmm. And it stinks because it's like, no, I know you're going to have fun. Go. Same thing with bedtime. I don't want to go to bed. I have to tuck in bunny. Did I tell my dolly I love her? Is there a monster under my bed? Closet. How many books can I read tonight? Is so-and-so yeah. going to notice if I read another one in bed? Um, I don't want to sleep. You know, they're feeling scared, fearful. Mom and dad don't love me. They left me with so-and-so. All reasons to delay the inevitable, essentially. But yeah, I guess my advice for that is that if it's something that you can handle, do it and be patient, have grace, don't stress. There's going to be good days and bad days or find better ways to handle the issues. What I would do for sports, one of the kids really hated going to football, hated it. Didn't want to be there. Even during football, didn't even want to be at football. Oh, wow. Was not into it. So we didn't trick him. He knew he had to go to football, period. There was no negotiating. But the process of trying to get him into, like, his uniform, that was something I felt like we could kind of, like, play around with. So. Instead of chasing him around the house, I put everything into a bag, threw it in the trunk, told all the kids to get in the car, and we would go to the field 45 minutes early. Oh, wow. Yep. We'd go play on the park for about 10 minutes, and then I'd be like, hey, time to time to get dressed. Like, everyone's going to be here in a half hour. You don't want to be the only one that's not ready. And then he would just kind of like, you know, he'd submit to it because, all right, well, what else? What else can I do? All of my brothers are sitting in the grass and nobody's playing with me. So I guess I guess I'll get ready. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like timing, like having um, the amount of time to do something like I had a kid who did not want to go to his sports either. But it's like we literally like their schedule and packed that it was like, I didn't, I literally didn't have time for him to throw a fit or like, and I wish like looking back now, I wish I would have had that conversation of like, I think there's a lot going on for this child. He's overwhelmed. He's, you know, I, he would, he needed, like, he probably would have benefited from like, having a little one on one time with parent before having to go to sport or, you know, having some sort of activity or, like you said, like having plenty of time to get ready and then being able to go and like, Even, like, sit in the car and listen to, like, music of choice for a little bit, you know, before we had to go out and go to the sport. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, his schedule was so packed that it was, like, boom, boom, boom. Like, get home from school, eat my snack, go up and get changed because we have to get in the car and immediately go to this sport or we're going to be late. And that just for that child, maybe for a kid who was really excited about the sport, that would work perfectly. But this kid was clearly not. And it was just adding so much stress to me to the other kids, like the siblings who are there, you know, witnessing this tantrum. To the parent, once they immediately get off work and they walk into me trying to deal with the tantrum, you know, it just, it was stress for everyone. And, yeah, I feel like having extra time, based on the, the child, obviously, is just mm-hmm. so helpful, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of, those were the things that I could think of that were pretty vital to I guess, like, babysitting, like, really common things that babysitters are asked to do.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Aside, aside from, you know, playing with the kids or coming up with activities, I feel like that should just be included, whether that be, like, coloring pages or a coloring book or building a fort. I feel like that is the one thing, like, activities and adventures. That is something that is automatically included with getting a babysitter. Yeah. I think it would be
1: wise for babysitters too like for parent and babysitter depending on the amount of time you're there but even if it's like three or four hours after school type of babysitting gig Mm -hmm. I think you should have a written schedule of or even if it's just in your notes in your phone but like just a general outline of like what we're doing with our time that way if something is not being given enough time you can you know sit down like after a week or so and say okay like the dishes I'm just not able to do the dishes with the the three hours that I'm here or the four hours in here there's just no time for it so either we have to take something off our list or rearrange something or make this not my responsibility anymore yeah but I feel like a list is so helpful. just like a general you know
0: absolutely order. I feel like a good representation of what to expect from your babysitter would be the first week that they're there tell them what you want what you expect of them and vice versa yeah get the babysitter's feedback these are the things that I would like you to do daily or weekly I would like to try this for a week and see how it goes and then tell me how you're feeling about it is it too stressful or not enough Yeah. And yeah. And really just go from there because I feel like every babysitter is different. Yeah. However, I do feel like if there's like four kids and you have to do laundry every day or every other day, I feel like you should at least be compensated for that. Either whether that be like an extra $5 on top of your regular pay or like an extra 25 cents every hour. I just, I feel like when you have to take that time away from the kids, to do something that isn't in the definition of babysitting yeah you should be compensated for that because that isn't a babysitter's job that is a caregiver's job
1: in regards yeah. or to parent. a house manager or whatever yeah
0: or even a nanny honestly
1: yeah or a nanny which Nanny's- then maybe that's a conversation you need to have you know I would rather have you more as a nanny than a babysitter
0: yeah because I feel like you're gonna in my opinion, you get more more bang for your buck when you have a nanny. But they are doing the stereotypical mom things. And then some. So you're really
1: getting a good deal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but with that being said, bonuses and tips. We love a good bonus and tip. Yes. But I feel like for a regular babysitter, I don't think you need to leave a tip. I know some people will disagree and say, no, like you should be tipping your babysitter because they're giving you a service.
1: I guess I kind of disagree. Yeah. I don't think it should be expected, but I think, you know, obviously if you're like a pretty well-off family and you have an amazing babysitting experience, like, yeah, of course, if you want to leave a tip, like your babysitter is going to be thrilled and probably definitely going to want to clear their schedule to come back and babysit for you again.
0: Yes, exactly. But But I feel like if you specifically for a consistent babysitter that you have at your house Monday through Friday, if it's like... um only after school, give them a bonus at the end of the school season. That way it really puts the family in a good light too, because that babysitter, if they're unable to come back and watch your kids, maybe they have a friend. And if yeah. they say, Hey, yeah. And they give you a bonus at the end of the year for like 300 bucks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that friend is going to be more inclined to go and hang out with your kids. Yeah, definitely. But tips. I don't know. I, I don't feel like a Monday through Friday after school thing, I don't think you need to leave a tip, but I do think you need to leave a bonus when if you have a babysitter that is only there after school, but then in the summertime, you want them to keep the same kind of schedule, like maybe just come in the afternoon or maybe you want them there the entire day and you want them to turn into like a summer sitter. Mm -hmm. And then when school comes, you want them just to be after school again. I would wait. I would give them maybe a small bonus At the beginning of summer. And I feel like when you bring it back down. To school sitting. I would give them another small bonus. Another hundred bucks or something. Just for you know. That was their summer. Yeah. I'm going to tell everyone right now. People don't want to be with other people's kids in the summer. Unless you're getting paid for it.
1: Yeah. Especially if it's not like more of a nanny position. Um, Right. You know. Especially if there's so many expectations. Like I feel like if for a summer gig you have all these expectations, your pay needs to be good, you know, you need to have, if you have like a schedule, you need them to follow. But if it's just like, I need you to come babysit for a couple hours during the days of the summer so I can like get some things done. Babysit for a couple hours during the day, get, you know, do whatever you want, just so I can get things done. Have a good time. If you want to go to the park, if you want to just sit in the house and let them watch a movie, like, okay, that's basic. But if it's like a lot, then yeah
0: mm-hmm right but even but even so regardless like these are usually after school sitters they're they're teens or young adults right. so they're in college they're they're in that time of their life where all they want to do is go to the beach they don't want to be there but if you pay them they will come yeah that That's, is what it is but yeah and if it is somebody that has been a part of your family because let's face it if you're with kid, their kids Monday through Friday they're you're going to become closer than anything. Mhm. If you're keeping them there the whole year, year round again and again and again, give them a good Christmas bonus.
1: Yeah. We love a Christmas bonus.
0: All right, friends. That was the general baseline for what I believe a babysitter should cover. However, totally up to you and your sitter. Just make sure that duties are clarified before beginning so everyone is on the same page. And you've probably noticed we are getting close to an hour, so it's been decided that we will actually be doing a part two in order to cover the remaining babysitting positions. I think that's probably a good call at this point. So, like always,
1: thanks for listening, and I'm
0: Andrea. And I'm Alex. Stay caffeinated, my friends.